Welcome to Ion Franchising. Are you looking for business opportunities? Well, you are in the right place. We represent over 650 franchises and business opportunities. We will help you find your perfect franchise for free. We even have a free assessment on our website that will help us determine what the best business is for you based on your investment level, mindset, skill set, and life experiences. This is Ion Franchising, where we share our vision for your franchise future. I'm your host, Lance Growler. Each week, we will speak to fascinating folks from the world of franchising, franchisors and founders, franchise funders, and franchisees. Are you looking to find your perfect franchise? Or perhaps you are an independent business owner looking to grow and scale your business by setting up a franchise. Either way, our team can help you. Ion Franchising, where you will learn the A to Z's of franchise. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Ion Franchising. I'm Lance Goralik, your host, of course. You already knew that, right? So welcome back. I love to talk to anybody when it comes to franchising, but I especially love to talk with successful franchisees. And that's who I have today. I have a gentleman that's been a franchisee for seven years. And I know we've talked about this before, but uh, franchising isn't all about burgers and fries. This isn't uh, a McDonald's franchisee. You know, McDonald's, you have to be a millionaire to own a McDonald's. And I don't know. I don't know if it's the best franchise anymore, to be honest. You can get a better bang for your buck at some other franchises, although I love me some Mickey D's. So without further ado, seven years, he's a business coach, a sales coach. I'm going to let you tell him, he's going to tell you what he does. So welcome to the show, Mr. Brad Schneider. He's a franchisee for The Growth Coach. Welcome, Brad. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, and thank you for being here. All right, so McDonald's, we know, is a great franchise. It's been around forever. You do have to be a millionaire to own it, but- you know, today there are so many franchises like the Growth Coach that have been around long enough that some people haven't even necessarily heard of. But share with everybody, Brad, what what is the Growth Coach? The Growth Coach is a business and sales coaching franchise, like you said. We work with small and medium-sized businesses, and I even hesitate to say businesses because I work with nonprofit organizations as well. And we typically help them grow in one of three ways. Either we work with the owners and the executives to figure out how to get more out of their day and balance their life and be able to be more productive. We work with their management teams to help them become more effective in what they're doing. And then we also work on the sales side and help, especially those entrepreneurs that didn't realize that they were becoming salespeople when they started a business, help them figure out a sales process and a sales system that works for them. So growth in three ways, and and that's how we typically deliver it. Love it. Well, how did you get involved? Give us your history, because, you know, a lot of our listeners love to understand, you know, how do people get into franchising? Is franchising right for me? So how did, you know, give us your history. What do you want to be coming out of high school, college, whatever? (laughs) Well, coming out of high school, I was going to Bowling Green State University because I was going to become the next play-by-play voice of the Cleveland Indians. (laughs) And um, when I got there and got there and started working in uh, the campus radio station, you realize quickly how much you have to really love radio because you are going to be doing promotions and all kinds of crazy stuff for free. 
And that was just the opportunity to go to a small town somewhere and hopefully maybe someday get a thousand breaks to kind of get to where you wanted to go. So after doing that for a couple of years, still working on an English degree because the mentors I talked to said being able to write and communicate would be kind of important in radio. <laughs> I kind of uh, was scrambling what to do, got a minor in tech writing and started working as a technical writer. And as I was doing that, I was working for a contract firm in the Cleveland area at Rockwell Automation. And I learned I had a little bit of a gift to get information out of electrical engineers <laughs> and figured out how I could communicate with them and get information. And that company that I was working for there, I followed a leader friend of mine to a IT consulting company, which got me involved in organizational change and all the people side of technology. And that led me into about 15 years from there in two different about billion dollar size organizations, both family owned that had grown up, one publicly traded, one still private, doing everything HR, leadership development, sales training, um, coordinating distributor, distributor networks, things of that nature. And um, the last place that I was at for seven years, I was there, quote unquote, to bring change to their HR group. And when I quickly realized they didn't want to change anymore. It was time for me to find something to do. And so I decided I wanted to go out on my own. A couple mentors from a couple of previous stops on the way, I talked to them about going on their own as they had gone on their own and gone back into corporate life. And one of the biggest things that they told me to do was look for some place where I had resources available to me because the hardest thing for them about being on their own without a franchise was that they had to work during the day, they had to market at night, and then they had to build what they sold so that they could go and deliver it the next day and repeat that process and how exhausting that was. And so I was looking for a partner that had something that could support me in that. And the growth coach certainly proved to be true. I love it. So how did you find growth coach in the first place? Um, how we find everything nowadays. I just started Googling. I was trying to think of. Uh... So what, what were you Googling? Were, <laughs> did you Did you know at that point? Okay, I have a talent for helping businesses, obviously, if if they want to change, because that's, you know, it doesn't, if some guy's 500 pounds, you're not going to be able to help him lose weight if he doesn't want to. <laughs> True enough. So yeah, so like I was, I was always the guy at work that people came to to talk about how do they deal with situations, the challenging boss, um, a big career decision, um, trying to get buy-in and support for an initiative, things of that nature. And I was always good at building relationships. And even as a external or internal consultant, like I was always able to sell consulting projects. The only thing for me is I just had never kind of brought the opportunity to the table. So, so I knew I could do those things. What I really needed was a partner that could kind of help me take those things that I was good at and kind of help me kind of fine tune my, uh, the tip of my pen, if you will, so that I could be yeah. successful. So was it a Google search like, I want to be a coach, coaching franchise, something like that. Helpme.com. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, I was searching for business coaching companies and business coaching organizations and stumbled into the growth coach uh, amongst a few others in that search and, uh, you know, put in some information and uh, they got a hold of me and the rest is history. I love it. Love it. So the growth coach at that point, you joined them in 2015, about seven years ago. Do you remember how many franchisees they had then and what your process was like? Because was this the very first time you investigated any kind of franchise? I never looked at a French franchise in any way, shape or form. 
before this. And in fact, the only reason why I started looking was that advice from friends on, you know, having somebody to have your back to, to handle some of that load for you. And so um, as I started to look around at those things and find places for, you know, for me, like one of the things that I really enjoy personally is I've coached a lot of baseball and softball with my kids and, and I didn't want to go find another gig where I work, you know, a 12 hour day and then had to ask for an hour's worth of PTO so that I could go to get to a coaching gig and, and yeah. see one of my kids play. Yeah. So I didn't want to be an employee. I wanted to be able to kind of own something. And that's where kind of I got kind of pointed towards franchising. The two best types of freedom, time freedom, where you make your own schedule and money freedom. You get to make whatever you want to make. <laughs> exactly. And, and, I'll be, and that's what I tell people, like, you know, there's days where I'm in the office at 430 in the morning, but when I choose to do it, so that I can be out by 3.30, so I can, you know, a couple of weeks ago was high school football playoff time. You know, I was able to grab my kid from school at 2.45, and we were on the road and, and up and up and going to that game. Um, but, yeah, I, I put in a lot of hours before and after that because you can't, you can't really enjoy the life of the business owner until you work the business, if you know what I mean. A absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that's also our reward. You know, you have to work, make the money, work and make the money, and uh, – but we get we get flexibility. That's the beautiful part. <laughs> so let me ask at one at what point in this process, I'm assuming it might have happened. You were thinking to yourself, well, I know my friends are telling me, I, you know, I just need support and resources. Was this a situation when you saw Growth Coach? Like, how many other things did you investigate before Growth Coach hit you? And you're like, all right, this is it. And describe Growth Growth Coach's process. And, and how you got into it and got excited about it. That's the other the follow-up question. Yeah, sure. So for me, I looked at two other coaching brands in addition to this one, and I'd still not given up hope on kind of doing my own thing. And so while I was, uh, oh shoot, what's the term nowadays? Quiet quitting, my corporate yep. gig. Quiet I quitting. <laughs> I was researching my next opportunities. For me, where Growth Coach stood out was First off, the people in operations, I just really appreciated them. They were like-minded like me. It's an organization that certainly wants to make money and it certainly wants to do well financially, but it's a service business at its core. And that really lines up with me value-wise. I wanted to be partnered with somebody that wants to have an impact with business owners and yeah, make some money and have some fun doing it, but really doing that kind of through service. And so that was probably the biggest thing that attracted to me. The other thing too was, and, and this is certainly borne out to be true in my practice, I, in my HR corporate gigs, I always got frustrated when I tried to buy training or coaching services from people, and I knew what we needed, and they kept shoehorning me into a product that they had. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about what we have with the growth coach and what I saw in that sales process is that what we have is really a framework of different tools and processes. And it's my job as the coach to figure out what my client needs and also listen to them and not just hear what they say, but also maybe show them some things they haven't necessarily said to me as well. And then build solutions and build coaching programs around what those needs are. And that's what really was exciting for me about the growth coach. It was always client centric. It was never uh, business or sales centric in terms of trying to fit people into things that we have. Yeah, here's this package. I know you don't need 62% of it, but the rest you do need. Sorry, the price is the price. Right. I'd rather just give you 100% of what you need. 
And maybe, you know what, 40% of it, you didn't even realize at the time. And that's okay because, you know, there's all kinds of times where, you know, I'm probably the least handy guy you're going to talk to in this show in the next year. And if I go to the hardware store and if I'm asking for a certain thing, I'm really looking for somebody to tell me, hey, you also need the gaskets and everything else that go along with it. And so you know, that's part of our job, too, is helping open up those eyes of those business owners to see there may be more of what you have need wise than maybe what you're even presenting to me. Right. So talk a little bit about the process. So, you know, you fill out an online form and these days you have franchise brokers like me, of course, that, you know, will will shield you from the 800 calls because people tend to inquire about a lot of brands and uh, and I shield people from that. But in those days, I mean, even still, uh, you know, you're filling out your form, they call you for an initial call. You know, you were obviously excited to get information. Walk me through how many different phone calls. What was that process like? How long did the whole thing start from first call to you becoming a franchisee? Actually, you want me to go back seven years? I don't know if I can go back seven You're hours. You're not that old, Brad. Come on. You could remember <laughs> most of this. Fair enough. Yeah. So I would say it was probably August, September-ish of 2014 when I started that process and doing the research and getting in contact with the growth coach. And then I would say between December and um, uh, September of that year, September to December, probably had four or five different phone calls with sales folks, operations folks, even talked with an existing franchisee. I even went so as far as finding somebody that was kind of close to me geographically and giving him a call and reaching out and kind of getting his perspective on things. And then in December, they had a, what we call meet the team, which we still do today where we come in and um, visit the office, meet all the folks that support the brand and work for the brand, learn a little bit more in depth and detail about the brand. Um, and then walking out of there, had a few questions, um, kind of went back and forth on kind of getting the information that I needed and then started in training in March of that year and launched my business in May of 2015. In May of 2015. Okay, good. Great. Yeah, meet the team day for the listeners Meet the team day, discovery day is a way to really get a candidate, get you a prospective franchisee in front of the corporate team, other key players, because, you know, whether like it's joining a fraternity or a sorority, you have to see each other, see how you like each other, make sure there's a, a, there's a good culture fit, obviously. And, and franchising is a two-way street. You both have to like each other. So, because this is a long-term relationship, obviously. So, uh, and then you also mentioned validation, the opportunity to speak to existing franchisees, which, as you know, is incredibly valuable. How is their experience? How long did it take them to ramp up their business? You know, so obviously they passed passed your test uh, on all all levels. I guess it's fair to say, right? Absolutely. So, what is the uh, what was the support like when you launched? Because that's kind of the magic question everybody tends to ask, whether it's an air conditioning brand or McDonald's or the growth coach. So, all right, well, now what? I gave you some money. Now what? So describe that sort of onboarding training process. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of three-pronged to get you started, and then there's some ongoing support after that. So we have what we call a, a, a jumpstart process that you know you go through and it's all the kind of the basic mechanics of getting your business set up and it's a step-by-step -step. so i know for me i had no idea about creating a, an llc or an s corp or anything like that 
just structuring the business. So some tools and some guidance on kind of, you know, things that you need to do to kind of get the business up and running. And then that part transitions into just some of the basic marketing. Let's get your website up and moving. Let's go ahead and do some different things in terms of planning some of the top contacts. This is very much a, a relationship business. And so who are we going to be reaching out to and, and kind of getting you prepped for that week of training? Where in that week of training, we really get into product and service. And I think specifically for the growth coach, where we do a really good job is coaching is kind of the reward in this business. And it's really a sales business at the end of the day. And so we spend a lot of time walking through what it's like to go through our sales process. And, and we have a four-step process that we kind of teach to help somebody that's never sold uh, business coaching before to be able to kind of step in and build that relationship, figure out the needs that, that folks might have, present solutions to them in language that they understand, and then ultimately gaining a commitment. And so that week of training is really focused on that. And then we have a really intensive 90-day kind of launch period. We call it the secret to my success. And it's a 90-day map of what are you going to do every day to get that business up and going and build that momentum quickly. And so you're out on your own at that point and you're launching your business, but you got a weekly call with um, one of our operations folks who's supporting you and giving you guidance in real time. And then one of the things that I've found to be the most valuable that we do is we actually hold regular coaching circles with our coaches. They're actually hosted by our coaches. They're not hosted by corporate. And they are kind of group coaching opportunities for us as coaches to get together and talk about what we're struggling with, talk about what's working well over in, in New York and how can I apply that here? And just I love some it. real time kind of coaching and support from folks in the network that have done it, have built it out like you that have sat there and had those moments once you got started of going, what am I doing? And why did I get into this? And um, just all that kind of support. Wait, wait I have to work? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, that stuff too, right? And, and just all that kind of support that comes along the way. And we actually carry those coaching circles on. Even seven years in, I still participate in a regular coaching circle um, with some different coaches in our network. And, and I'm always learning from those coaches, whether I help facilitate them or whether I'm actually just a participant. Um, you know, sometimes you think as the, as the experienced person, you don't get a lot out of those things, but then you realize that there's a little bit of nugget in training that maybe you forgot that you stopped doing for whatever reason. Yeah. And then you bring that back into your game. So those coaching circles are huge. And we're really an interesting network too, in that, you know, I, I've actually coached for some other franchise networks and they can be pretty competitive and, and sometimes, you know, kind of going maybe hesitant to share information in our network. It's been great. I mean, everybody wants to help. Um, we're kind of helping people by nature as coaches. And so being able to find a network like the growth coach, where everybody's looking out for your success, not just your operations folks, but your fellow franchisees is, is, is a great environment to be in. You hit on a lot of great stuff. You know, when you were uh, talking about the needs, obviously, as you go through the steps and training and all that, and I was laughing because of what we said earlier about these other companies that take the off the shelf stuff and, well, you know, module this or that, you know, even though you don't need all of this, and uh, of course, we all know the old expression, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. So I'm glad to hear that you are, uh, you know, wanting to prescribe the right, you know, methodology for your clients, of course. But, you know, I also absolutely love when you talked about the collaboration 
because there's nothing better in a great franchise system. It's one thing to have a great corporate team, operations, have all those resources out there, success coaches, whatever they're called. Organizations have different names, franchise business consultants. But when you have an opportunity to really collaborate with the uh, brothers and sisters, if you will, of the you know, uh, existing franchisees, uh, new and old, it's it's pretty amazing. That's where the power of franchising to me, having been a franchisee multiple times, it's pretty damn powerful, isn't it? Oh, it's immense. And, you know, that's one of those things that I tell folks when they're looking at franchises, you know, what they should ask for. And that's, for me, that's a, that's a must ask question in validation calls is as a franchisee, what kind of support do you, your fellow franchisees provide to you? And what kind of support network is that? And I mean, it's, it's immense in that, you know, and I, you know, as a franchisee, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm here in corporate and, and, but there's always that feeling of, well, they're not out here. They're not, they're not doing it. They don't, you know, you know, it's, it's the, it's that classic perception that we always have. If somebody's not doing it, then they, they must not know. But when you have folks that are inside your network that are doing it as franchisees and they're repeating the same things that you're hearing that are success keystones from, uh, from folks in your corporate environment, um, it just makes it all the better. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, but that's that's the power of franchising. I had a guy the other day say, yeah, I was thinking of doing something on my own. And I was like, well, that, that's great. You can create something on your own. I said, have you considered franchising? He goes, no, I heard, I heard it's expensive. And I go, oh, really? Compared to what? So, I mean, you could do it on your, do something on your own, but are you an expert in all facets of what you want to do? And he's like, well, no, you know, I was, uh, did a lot of electrical and, uh, I know electrical pretty well, but I'm a handyman a little bit. Yeah. I guess I don't really know much about the business and I was going to hire a consultant to help me with that. I'm like, well, that's why franchises exist, you know? So uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. Just this please. week, I, I got a cold lead from somebody and they had some very specific HR issues and, I happen to know our guy in Puerto Rico is an expert in those things. And so I hop on the phone with Gamaliel. We're talking about the situation. He's giving me some thoughts and advice. And, you know, we're moving the conversation down the road. There's, I would have been, I don't even know where I'd be going to try to find some good information to, to be in a good position to talk to that customer. Yeah. Um, but with Gamaliel, it was, uh, I believe, a, a quick uh, instant message, a quick phone call. And within 24 hours, I'm looking a lot smarter and I'm providing so much more value to my client because I'm in that network and Gamaliel will take my call. Yeah, you, you know, that's the thing. Franchising is all about the resources. You have all the resources. And then when you need something way outside the box, it's there in the, in the you know, in the uh, collaboration with existing franchisees. So I love it. So let's talk about money. You can make money in your business, apparently? I'm being absolutely. funny, of course. You, you absolutely can, yeah. And actually, that's one of the fun things about kind of business coaching as a franchise. It's probably one of the higher margin businesses you're ever going to get into because, you know, from our perspective, I've got some office space. Obviously, I have some materials. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's kind of about your time and, and your energy. And when you execute the group coaching models like we do, that eliminates time as a limiting factor in many ways where you can leverage putting groups of four, five, six business owners or managers together. And it really helps you drive that profitability for the business 
um, while still providing a great amount of value and providing that flexibility like we talked about previously. I love it. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. So when you uh, talk to some other top franchisees besides yourself, I mean, there seems to be some some pretty decent gaps in some brands as far as top performers doing outrageous amounts of money and you got the middle of the road and then you always have a bottom 10% or so or 20%. Is your group about the same? You know, you got some stellar high performers, the middle ground, and then a couple stragglers that are either new or maybe they're older franchisees because I've been part of brands and that bottom 10% could be new franchisees that are getting their traction, so to speak. And then there's others that maybe don't listen so well or don't follow the system as well as they should. Yeah, you definitely have that. The other thing I've learned too is that everybody gets into these businesses for different reasons. And, you know, there's sometimes some folks that if you look at the performance numbers, they may look like kind of lower performers, but you know what? They may be doing this more as a part-time thing for them. And, you know, like there's one person in our network I'm thinking of in particular right now, he's got a really powerful nonprofit that he works with um, that he founded. um, And, you know, the growth coach isn't necessarily his full-time thing. And so, you know, you could look at him and be like, oh, you know what? He's maybe not being successful, but the reality of it is he's, you know, he's doing the things that he wants to do and he's, and he's got the freedom to do what he wants to do and he's able to make coaching part of it. So yeah, even sometimes as you were saying, I would say definitely we're, 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 we've got the typical bell curve going on here. But one of the things I think that's unique about us is that because of kind of the lower barrier to entry from a coaching standpoint, as well as the opportunity to kind of scale it as, as little or as big as you want, uh, sometimes the, the performance number isn't necessarily all that meets the eye. Yeah. And, and you know, to your earlier point, look, if it's a $45,000 investment, you have people doing this part time and are making 125000 a year. You might look at them like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You could be making 300000 a year. And, and people are like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got some other things going on. I don't really work hard. You know, I mean, because in, in your type of business, I mean, it's the sky's the limit, right? I mean, you got to have you got to have guys making a half a million a year up. Yeah, I mean, the sky is the limit. And, and it, it really comes down to. How much do you want to build that network and how much effort do you want to put on the marketing and sales side? And that's really the, if you were to look at the the top end of our network, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some magnificent coaches that are there that are really effective, but every one of those folks at the top end of our network is an effective marketer, a strong salesperson, um, but not all of them came into the network as effective marketers and strong salespeople. They, they use the tools. They use the system and they and they learned that and combined it with their experience to, to drive that success. Yeah. Franchising is a great tool or resource to sort of even out your weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it was very much that way. As I mentioned before, I as an internal consultant, I could walk into any team meeting and talk to an executive VP and, you know, sell the opportunity to do an internal consulting project. For me, it was, okay, how do I, if I'm coming from the outside, how do I get into that meeting with the executive VP to be able to do that? And that's where Growth Coach has been really helpful for me and teaching me some good marketing strategies and some good sales strategies to get known, to develop that network. And then like so many businesses is, you know, there's, there's 
and I don't want to downplay the importance of, um, you know, web marketing and social media and things like that. But in our business, it truly still is a relationship business. And so yeah. the more you build those relationships, the more that referral network's rocking. Yeah, the, the sky is absolutely the limit. Yeah. Well, obviously, strength in numbers for sure. And uh, and that's what you have is all that all that support. So let's talk more about you. So seven years with the company, uh, you know, you are you still increasing in sales? What are you doing differently? Are you fat and happy at this point, making boatloads of money? It's still just you, though, right? Do you have a support team? Yeah, actually, I have a uh, virtual assistant who works part time for me. Oh, love it. And and then I've actually been working on right now trying to secure a couple of folks to actually come on board and help me kind of grow the business even more. So, you know, this year, you know, another record year for the growth coach of Central Ohio. You know, one of the things I get asked a lot of times is, you know, how much you're making and and things of that nature. For me, this year was where I went north of two times my corporate salary before I started the business. And there's no reason why I can't make that three or four times more. And, and for me, it's really trying to get some other folks involved. I've got the referral network working, but I just need to be able to, to deliver and, and produce some more services for folks that, uh, that are out there looking for the need. And so I've been uh, spending a lot of time here wrapping up the year to go back to some old contacts in my network who I've worked with in the past to see if they're ready to make the leap. I love that you said, you know, more than or north of two times your corporate salary, two times your corporate salary. Not to mention the freedom that you have and extra time to be able to do what you want, when you want, because you're writing your schedule. Nobody else has any other expectations of you. And then my favorite subject that I talk to people a lot about is uh, my CPA referrals, my tax specialist referrals, because so many people, Brad, as you now know, when they first get into their own business, most people don't realize, wow. Look at all these write-offs I get to tap into. I don't even need to make as much money as I thought because I now can write things off when I actually have an income and have profit. Yeah, we just had that next tier discussion with my accountant uh, about a month ago. And what, you know, what's 23 and 24 look like and what are some different things that we can do related to that? I mean, there's other opportunities too. One of my one of the friends in my network. Um, owns investment properties. And, you know, he approached me the other day. He's like, I'm buying this property up in Maine. We've talked about doing some leadership workshops. Like, if I do this, do you want to start hosting some leadership workshops up at this place that's right up on the coast in Bar Harbor? I'm like, no, no, Scott, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do great leadership retreats with awesome business owners and beautiful places like in Bar exotic Harbor. places. No, I don't <laughs> want to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just just things like that, or even just the simple things like, you know, last year, last couple of years, I've been blessed. My oldest is a college baseball player at a university. It's a couple hours from here. You know, I can I can drive up there for a 4 p.m. game. I've taken calls on the way to there. I've found secluded places away from there where I've done some emergency coaching sessions during games to help clients out. Um, and they know that I'm there and they don't care. And you know what I mean? It's just Having that, I mean, you you said it, the the freedom and the flexibility, you know, the money's great, don't get me wrong, and it's afforded our family some opportunity to do some things, but I could never buy back the opportunity to go get to watch my son play outfield and, and steal bases and throw guys out. I mean, there's no money on the planet that, that covers that. Yeah, I love it. That is absolutely fantastic. 
Well, it's always great to talk to franchisees that have had such great success like you have. Obviously, you got your money back on your investment. It's worked out amazingly well for you. You know, I tell people all the time that a franchise could be right for everybody. The question is, what franchise? And uh, and that's the key, because oftentimes people don't necessarily select the franchise that's most appropriate for them. They get emotionally attached to something, you know, and you know this as a, as a coach. So having said that and everything else we discussed already, final thoughts for today, words of wisdom for folks listening. You know, I think when you're when you're considering doing what you're doing and, and, and where you want to go, I guess I'll go back to that notion that there's just no there's no there's no price on being able to have some freedom and control on what you're doing. I mean, there's in a world that continues to demand our time and energy and in more and more ways. You know, I think I wanted that when I started a franchise uh, as a franchisee, I should say. And I guess I didn't even realize how how important and valuable that was, even when I was trying to get it until I've received it and I've started to experience that. And so, you know, if you're thinking about on your own versus franchising, you know, I mean, I think you got to really think about what is that, what does that world look like for you a few years down the road? Because like with any business, when you get started, you know, a franchise isn't necessarily a guarantee to start printing money kind of day one. So, you know, once you give yourself that appropriate time, what do you want that to look like for you? And, And whatever that freedom is for you, you know, can this opportunity that you're looking at really, uh, really, can you envision that? Can it, can it create that for you? And then, like we said before, it's, it's all about people and I don't care what kind of franchise you're in, you know, find a, a group of franchisees that are rooting you on and cheering you on and want to be able to support you because that kind of support is the kind of thing when, when you're down, it picks you up. And when you're riding high, you know, one of the things as a business owner, sometimes it's kind of lonely. And so having that network to, to celebrate those wins with, with you and help you yep. maybe realize even more than you felt how successful you've been and being able to see that those things are for somebody like me, those intangibles are, are, are priceless. Love it. Well, Brad, I really appreciate you being here and spending time with me and my listeners because, uh, you know, it's uh, from the heart, Brad Schneider, you know, the growth coach franchisee. Thank you so much. And I wish you continued success. Thank you very much for having me and have yourself a very Merry Christmas or whatever holiday that (laughs) you choose to celebrate. You got it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you very much for listening today. Please like, follow, and subscribe. This is Lance Gralick. Until next time.